Who Gets to Decide, a liberty-based podcast that brings a little piece of sanity to a confused society drowning in a culture of craziness. And here is your host, Seth Martin. All right, what's up everybody and welcome to another episode of Who Gets to Decide. This is Seth Martin, your host. Thank you for joining me this evening. Glad you're here and always happy you're listening. Well, I'm not sure if many of you heard this. I don't think it's on the mainstream media, but Douglas Mackey was convicted uh, the other day for uh, election interference, conspiracy to uh, commit election interference, and was sentenced to 10 years in prison, in federal prison. Now, just to kind of give you some background, this is the guy who posted a meme on Twitter, okay, so 10 years in prison for posting a meme that essentially said, hey, vote for Hillary, you know, text Hillary to 44229 or something like that. And and this was, um, this was constituted as election interference. Now, the big stink of this whole thing is this happened in 2016 when Hillary was running for president. But as you know, Hillary Clinton did not win the presidency, right? So uh, Donald Trump was president for four years and nothing happened to this guy. And then all of a sudden, seven days after Joe Biden was elected, the police knock on this guy's door and arrest him. And I'm going to play a Tucker... Carlson interview, not very much a Tucker. I'm just going to play this guy talking uh, and, and answering Tucker's questions. But this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about that the state will do. This state, the United States, is completely out of control. By the way, the United States is, this is a relatively new thing that we do in this country. For years, for years and years and years, decades after the founding of this country, maybe even a century after the founding of this country, this country was known as these United States. Okay, in other words, the states were sovereign; they were independent. Now, when you hear everybody talk about this country, they always talk about the United States of America, and I just think that's interesting. It's an interesting side note. But uh, I, I do want to talk about this Douglas Mackey thing. Uh, it's it's a very very pathetic. It, it's you can consider this a follow up to episode three forty one when we when we talked about three felonies a day, and I knew that was going to be like a uh, like like when you tell people, hey, did you know that the average American commits three felonies a day? They're like, oh come on, there's no way that's possible. But this is the kind of thing that happens. And whether or not you get charged is completely arbitrary. It just depends on whether or not you're, they want to charge you. If they, if they want to charge you, they'll charge you. If they don't, uh, then you never know that you committed a felony. And this is just the, this is the nature of what we're living under today in this country. And I just want to highlight this particular event because I think it's, uh, informative. It, it, it informs this type of thinking about our country, that um, that the average person commits three felonies a day. Uh, 
And just because you're not being arrested and the FBI is not kicking in your door doesn't mean that they couldn't if you became a target. And I just want to make sure that everybody understands that. All right, so we're going to dig into this and uh, we'll come back on the other side and talk about it. If someone had told you even 10 years ago that you could be indicted by the federal government and go to prison for 10 years for making fun of Hillary Clinton on social media, you would not have believed it. It's a free country. We have free speech. But it turns out not only is that possible, it has likely become much more common because the actual war is over information. One of its first casualties is a man called Doug Mackey, who during the 2016 election made fun of Hillary Clinton on Twitter, and then a few years later found himself the subject of a federal raid, an indictment, and then a conviction. It's a shocking story. It's hard to believe it's happening in this country, but it is. And to prove it, Doug Mackey joins us now. Some of you listening to this program, I'm sure, think from time to time, boy, Seth really hates America. You know, he just does not like this country. And I want you to know that that is not the case. I love America. I especially love the founding of America, the ideals that America is founded on. But when I hear a story like this, I just know that America, the America that we all have in our mind, has been corrupted uh, to the point where nothing else matters but the, the power, the, the ability to, to keep power, to get power, to wield power. And this is not, this is, this is the opposite of freedom and liberty. And so this is, this is what really just irritates me about uh, this country. When I hear stories like this, I just know that the people that would use the legal system to charge this young 30-year-old, 33-year-old, with such a frivolous crime and, and bury him under the full weight and power and money of the federal government that we have evil people running our government. I mean, straight up evil people, people that would kill you before they would lose an election. I mean, they just, that, that is, that is all that they care about. And that to me, this story is just indicative of, of that, type of system, the type of system that we're living under. There was just a trial in Brooklyn where a guy who had been one of the main, I guess he was one of the main people running memes against me in 2016. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. He went from what you could consider free speech. I mean, both Nancy and I have pretty thick skins. People say all kinds of things about us. But he went from that to ha running a very deliberate effort to mislead people about where and how to vote. Yeah. So it went from speech to action meant to subvert the election because thousands of people who guilty. they targeted yeah. through their algorithms, oh, I can text my vote for Hillary Clinton. All these politicians just go on and on about this sacred democracy and the right to vote and how everybody should get to vote and 
let me just tell you, they don't care about your right to vote as long as the votes tally up and tell the world that they won. They don't care about that crap. And they damn sure don't care about what you think. Their goal is to get elected and then do whatever the hell they want to do. That's all they, they, they have no, they feel no obligation to you as an individual citizen. Oh, they talk about it. They go on and on about the American people this and the American people that. But they don't, they don't have any, they don't feel any sense of obligation to you as an individual. They, they just don't. This whole thing is, is part of our imagination. I mean, it's just not real. And, um, and listen to the way she talks about this guy. I mean, you're going to hear him talk about this in a minute. She's making the guy posted a picture with her, with Hillary's face on it that says, text your vote, text Hillary to five, 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 three, eight, six, or something like that. You know, you, you've seen these instructive things on how to, how to use, uh, how to do something on text. If you want a free book, text free book to five, 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 six, six, you know, that kind of thing. And this somehow, you know, is misleading people and, and subverting our democracy, subverting, uh, subverting the election process. I mean, if you don't know, especially with all this talk about election fraud and all this other stuff, if you don't know that you can't text a vote and have your vote counted in a presidential election by texting, you probably shouldn't be voting. This was clearly a joke. Uh, you're going to hear him talk about uh, some information from the trial later uh, that indicates that. And, you know, this is just vindictive, hateful government. I, I suspect that, you know, the day after Joe Biden took office, he got a call from Hillary Clinton, and she probably said, I want this guy prosecuted because she's a vindictive, evil, freaking bitch, Okay. She, she thinks the world revolves around her. And this was, this cost her the election. This didn't cost her shit. Okay? She's just evil and vindictive. Uh, well, I had eight to ten law enforcement agents come and lock on my door at 7 a.m. Uh, seven days after Joe Biden was inaugurated. And then the FBI, are you Doug Mackey? Yes. What's going on? Like, I asked them, uh, they said, You're, we have a warrant for your arrest. I said, what for? For what? They didn't tell me until I got to the courthouse. Did they cuff you? Uh, yes. Okay, so I just want to make sure you get the timeline right on this, right? In 2016, he posts a, a meme on Twitter that said what I said earlier. Uh, text Hillary to some phone number. Seven days after Joe Biden is inaugurated in 2021, okay, so he's inaugurated in January, January 20th or 21st, something like that, of 2021. Seven days later, the FBI and the local police come knocking on this guy's door. Now, 
are you telling me that this isn't just a, a crime of convenience? This isn't a crime against the Democratic Party? If so, I mean, if, if the FBI doesn't see politics, why didn't they come knocking on this guy's door, you know, I don't know, in 2017 or 18 or 19 even? I mean, surely the FBI can sniff out a crime and build a case, you know, fairly quickly, right? Why did they wait till 2021, January of 2021? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Hillary Clinton called a favor in on Joe. She's probably got some dirt on Joe, and she's calling in the favor. I mean, can you imagine being so upset about losing this election and, and, and feeling like, you know, these people on the internet were against me. Feeling so strongly about that, that you would use the full force of the federal government to prosecute a nobody, okay? A nobody. The only reason people know this guy's name now is because he's going to the federal prison for 10 years. The FBI threw handcuffs on you at your home at 7 in the morning and didn't tell you why? Yes. Did you have any idea why? No, I had no idea. What was going through your mind? Um, I knew that uh, politicians could be vindictive and the federal government sometimes could be influenced by those politicians, but, and I know that they can sort of get very creative with federal statutes, so if I was the enemy of their candidate, then I thought maybe they could cook something up. You know, he's, he's kind of touching on it here a little bit, but it's a combination of things, right? It's a combination of the laws are very broadly written, okay? There's, and there's a billion of them. There's a billion laws, and they're very broadly written. I mean, that you could, like, drive a truck through. Um, we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but there was no victim in this case. I guess Hillary Clinton felt like she was the victim. Uh, but she, you know, you heard her earlier. She made it sound like, oh, no, these other thousands of people that didn't get to vote for me, they were the victims. You know, no, that's not the case. But, but the other thing I think to point out is, again, nothing happened for four years. Uh, the FBI was all over the Republican Party, all over Donald Trump. And then Democrats get elected, and this kind of shit happens. So I, I think, I think when, one of the things you can say about this is that the, the FBI is an arm of the Dem Democratic Party. It's the Democratic Party's special police force. And, you know, this is the kind of thing, this is the kind of thing that will end America. I mean, America's going to end anyway, I believe, because of the financial situation. But this could definitely be a contributing factor. They take off your handcuffs and put you in leg irons. Um, and then you just wait for your arraignment, go for the judge. Even then, I still don't know why I'm being arrested. They got a public defender on Zoom speaking for you. And then... Uh, wait, you're in leg irons and you have no idea why you were arrested. Yeah, exactly. And not, not until I got the, a copy of the criminal complaint did I know what was going on. At what point was that? After the arraignment, and they let you go.
They take leg irons off, and they put you on the streets of West Palm Beach. They didn't bring you home? No. No Miranda rights for this guy, right? I mean, he's, he's arrested. They handcuff him, take him somewhere, uh, put him in a holding cell. Nobody ever tells him what he's charged with. I mean, I'm wondering if, if, if this whole thing couldn't be overturned because nobody ever, uh, you know, told him what he was being arrested for. I mean, the federal government can't just arrest you, put you in handcuffs, and take you somewhere without telling you what you're being arrested for. I mean, this isn't, you know, the Soviet Union. They're not supposed to be able to do that anyway. The truth is they can do anything they want to you, okay? The question is, you know, how, how much hassle do they want to put up with? And, and the, the answer to that is, man, they're having to put up with less and less all the time. I mean, there's, there's just more and more legal theory and law that, that allows the government to do, essentially treat us the way they treated Muslims during the terror war, right? They could just pick somebody up, fly them to France, waterboard them, do all kinds of shit to them, and and then and then just drop them off at Guantanamo Bay. I mean, it was it's pretty insane. But that's kind of what's happening to American citizens now, all in the name of democracy, by the way, and free and fair elections, which are not neither free nor fair. Um, so you were a, a solo operator, you're one guy on your on your laptop. But the claim is that you somehow stole people's right to vote. Is there any evidence that that's true? No, and the government said that they didn't have to show any evidence of that at trial. They said that the fact that there was a conspiracy was enough. They went around and interviewed people because they would have loved to put someone on the stand who didn't vote because they thought they could text their vote. They couldn't find a single person. They couldn't even find people that, that they went and looked up people that texted the meme the number, supposedly, four years yeah. ago, and they couldn't even remember doing it, or they thought it was silly and they wanted to see what would happen. They actually interviewed people? How did they know who these people were? They subpoenaed their phone numbers. Not really. Yes. And their voting records. How in God's name can you call this justice? I mean, they, they don't have to find anybody that actually voted, that actually thought that they voted for Hillary Clinton using this method, i.e. a victim. This is why it's so important to say that in order to have a crime, you have to have a victim. They're, they're, you know, here, here's a quote-unquote crime, and they subpoenaed all these people's phone records, subpoenaed their voting record, or something that had to do with their voting record, and, and, and couldn't find a single person that was so duped by this joke that they were they could actually be claimed as a victim. And that didn't matter. They still convicted the guy. And this and this passes for justice. I mean, the people that founded this country have got to be rolling over in their graves as we speak. So why did you get convicted? So I got convicted uh that's a great question. Uh, they basically put 12 people in a courthouse in Brooklyn and say, 
It's up to you to decide whether this meme was satire or whether it was an effort to trick people out of voting. So they get to decide. 12 people, they can drag you into a courthouse anywhere in the country because they say, uh, since his tweets, they go over wires, so they can, they can charge this crime wherever they please. So if you post a joke on the internet, a prosecutor in, could be the most conservative district or the most liberal district in America, can drag you in and put you in front of 12 people who are gonna decide whether you were joking. They're gonna decide what your intent was. With this kind of a charge, um, they don't need direct evidence to convict you. See, I'm not shocked at all by this because I know what I'm dealing with when I'm dealing with the federal government. But I've got to believe that some of you have got to be shocked by what you just heard. You don't need any evidence to convict him. <laughs> you just need 12 people that are sympathetic to your case. Uh, you don't need a victim. You don't need motive. You don't need anything. You just, you just got to find 12 people that will believe the story that you tell. That, that thousands and thousands of voters were tricked out of, out of their vote for Hillary Clinton because of what this guy did. They don't, they don't put any of them on the stand. Uh, in fact, I think he said there was only one witness, and he, I think he mentions that here in a minute. So out of all these 5,000 people that supposedly did this, they couldn't find a single one of them that actually thought, yeah, I thought I was voting for Hillary Clinton. That's why I did that. I used that meme and that phone number and texted my vote to Hillary Clinton because that's how I thought I could vote for Hillary Clinton. They couldn't find one person that felt like that. How is that not the textbook definition of a kangaroo court? I mean, that, that's not justice. Under, under, under any other system in any other country, people of this country would make fun of that system. They could not find a single person who was harmed by this. They could find no actual effect of this so-called subversion of our democracy. You didn't actually subvert our democracy. There's no evidence that you did. No. But they claimed that you wanted to. They claimed that I wanted to and that I agreed to enter into a conspiracy with other people. Were those people charged? Uh, one of them was. He cooperated. In what way? Uh, he testified at trial that we had a silent agreement. To subvert democracy? That's right. Did you? Well, I don't know how you can have a silent agreement with someone a thousand miles away over the internet. <laughs> <laughs> had you ever met this person? No, never met him. I didn't even, at the time, November 2016, I had never even spoken to him one-on-one, -on -one, or I don't even think in a group chat. So I'm not sure if you remember, but in episode 341, one of the techniques that we talked about is that they charge another person in these crimes and then, and then get the person to cooperate. And when that person does cooperate, they testify to something that the government coaches them on what to testify to and they do. So this guy testified to the fact that he had a silent agreement. And, uh, of course, Douglas Mackey here, he's like, I don't know how you have a silent agreement with somebody you've never met that lives a thousand miles away and you have this agreement. Somehow you made this agreement over the internet. 
And I, I agree with him. I don't know how you do that either. Uh, but this is what they do. I mean, can you imagine if you got arrested and the, the FBI is telling you, hey, look, if you don't testify, you're going to go to jail with this guy. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, yeah, we had a silent agreement. And yeah, sure, I'll testify to that, <laughs> whatever that is, right? I mean, this is, this is, this is exactly what we talked about in episode uh, 341 uh, when we covered, when we kind of did a review of the book Three Felonies a Day. Have any traditional liberals other than Glenn Greenwald come out in support of you? Um, very few and far between. It's been very few and far between. There are a couple and like, uh, more libertarian types and some liberals, um, some who even might say like, oh, we don't like this. We thought this was a bad thing rather than just a shit post or a joke. But, you know, should we be charging these things with 10 year federal felonies? Well, of course, we should not be putting people in prison for 10 years and charging them with a felony. Obviously, we should not be doing that. But more than that, we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, allow the state to even charge somebody in a case like this. And, and, and even more than that, we should have politicians that respect the rule of law and the freedom that we live under more than Hillary Clinton did in this case. I mean, the whole thing, like I said, is evil. It's just from top to bottom, it's evil. But at a minimum, yes, we should not be putting people in prison for 10 years for doing what Douglas Mackey did. That is obscene and evil, tyrannical, and not American-esque at all. And uh, I'm coming out. I'm a Trump supporter. And I just want to remind all my fellow Chinese Americans for Trump, people of color for Trump, to vote. Vote for Trump on Wednesday, November 9th. Really important day. We're going to show this country who's boss. And that's our man, Donald Trump. So don't forget to vote Donald Trump on November 9th. Man, sorry the audio on that was not very loud. Um just go back and play it again and turn it up. But what that is, is that was a, a Chinese American woman uh, who in 2020 posted a video on Twitter. And it seems pretty benign, really. But when do we vote always in America? On what day of the week? The first Tuesday after the first Monday of the month. And what is she telling people to do? She's telling people to vote on Wednesday, uh, November 9th. And the election was on Tuesday, November 8th. So, I, I can't even give you this woman's name because I was unable to find it on the internet. But she did the exact same thing, except she made a video. You could, you could actually say that what she did is worse because... She clearly has an intent to try to get people to show up on Wednesday instead of Tuesday. Whereas Douglas Mackey just posted, I mean, you could easily say that's a joke. 
but in either case, I don't think either one of them should be prosecuted. But the interesting thing is, is this Chinese-American woman was not prosecuted. She wasn't even charged. Nobody, in fact, even came and knocked on her door. So this just goes to show you that if you're not part of the machine, you're not part of the Democratic machine, and you're all in for the Democratic Party, then you are a target of the government in this country. You are a potential future political prisoner. And that's just the reality that we're living under now. It's very sad and depressing, but that is the reality. We don't have an opposition party. I mean, we have an opposition party, but that opposition party lives under the threat of imprisonment. I mean, that's, that is a third world dictatorship. I mean, that's, that's what we would call that. That's, a, that's like what we call Hugo Chavez when he was president of Venezuela. Pinochet, famous one in, was it, I don't know if that was Chile or Argentina, I can't remember. But anyway, that's what we would call them, ten-pot dictators. We're living under a ten-pot dictatorship with the appearance that, that voting somehow gets us what we want. And this is just... Look, more evidence. I'm trying to give you more evidence. This is just more evidence of we're not living under the system that they tell us we're living under, that you might think we're living under. We are living under a, a form of soft tyranny, uh, one where if you keep your head down and your mouth shut, you'll probably live reasonably free. But eventually, look, eventually they're going to come for your stuff. Right, Because at the end of the day, that's what the state needs. It needs money. And in a socialist system, it always needs more and more of other people's money. So keeping your head down and your mouth shut is not going to absolve you of the eventual reality of this situation. It, it's, it's, it just won't. Okay, Eventually, this is all going to catch up with us. Uh, whether you complain about it or not, it's all going to end up right on our doorstep. All right. Well, look, that's the show for this evening. I want to thank you for coming in. I always appreciate you coming in and listening. I would appreciate it also if you share the show. Maybe tell somebody about it. Maybe say, hey, you know, this guy's kind of got some ideas that, you know, they're a little bit, a little bit radical, but there's a lot of truth to what he's saying, and maybe you should go listen. Try out the show. All right, well, that's it. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming in. We'll talk later. Peace.